Reading St. James. Today's reading is taken from Acts 10, verses 44 to 48. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptised now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave, so he gave orders for them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. The Gospel reading is taken from John 15 verses 9 to 17. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is the commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I've told you everything the Father has told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for, using my name. This is my command, love each other. Let's pray. Lord, make my preaching be clear, not clever, passionate, not pitiful, urgent, not usual. This I ask through Jesus' name. Amen. So, sometime we are given a passage to do a reading or a preaching on, but... Um, Sometimes we have to go back in the chapter or um, have some, some little stories of what's going on. So this is Jesus' lengthy discussion started in chapter 14. This is of John and runs through to chapter 16. Chapter 17, Jesus prays for himself and for his disciples. And even in chapter 18, it starts with his arrest and betrayal. Now, if we go back to chapter 15, verses 1 to 8, this is the verse we read um, in Wednesday's service. This sets the stage for, chap for the verses 9 to 17 that I've just read. The earlier verses introduces, introduced the idea of remaining in Jesus, in Jesus. Remain in me, some version called say, abide in me. The later verses continue with the imagery, remain in my love. This is reflected in the earlier portion of Jesus' statement. 
I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. This is repeated in the second section of Jesus' statement. I have loved you even as the father has loved me. John's gospel from the beginning has highlighted the unity of father and son. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. We find that in John 1, 1 to 3. Jesus has already said, The Father and I are one. And this we find in John 10, verse 30. Now back to our reading. Remain in my love. What does it mean to remain in Jesus' love? It means dwelling in a particular place. Remaining there, abiding there, it suggests the kind of peace and stability that we associate with being at home. Or at the home of a welcoming friend. You know that go-to friend when you're not feeling so good. If you go there you feel so welcome, you can just sit and curl up and enjoy that space. That is to remain in Jesus' love. To abide in Jesus' love suggests being immersed in Jesus' love, surrounded by his love, comforted by his love, empowered by his love. All those big words means just being in Jesus' space, Jesus' love. The emphasis here is on love. Love begins with the Father and flows through the Son to his disciples. It is contingent of obedience. If you keep my commandment, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and remain in his love. Jesus provides us with the model of obedience. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me. And we can find that in John 6 verse 38. And in John 8 verse 29 says, And the one who sent me is with me. He keeps the Father's word. John 3 verse 35. The Father loves his Son and has put everything in his hands. Everything in Jesus' hands. That's the Father and the Son. That is the love coming down. When we get to verse 12, it's about the commandment. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. This is a restatement of Jesus' new commandment. In chapter 13, verse 34, so I am giving you a new commandment, love each other, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. These verses narrow down to one, loving one another as Jesus has loved us.
it's all about love and we all talk about love in a way that sometimes it's um just i love you but think of the deeper love the love that jesus has for us that jesus gave to us verses 14 and 15 now we're talking about servants and friends you are my friends if you do what i command i do not call you slaves or sometimes servants in some versions because a master doesn't confide in his slaves now you are my friends since i have told you everything the father has told me there's no shame attached in being god's servant we found moses joshua david paul and james all god's servants and this just mention in a few and this again we go back to the old testament where we find servants of god they're not ashamed because they're servants of god but then they became friends now jesus refers to the disciples as friends saying but i have called you friends because i have made known to you everything that i have heard from my father a friend enjoy deep relationship with other than a servant or even disciple a master a master gives servant orders but a friend communicates with friends sharing knowledge and involving them at a deeper level so if we were to look and say are we a friend or are we a slave jesus said we are his friends we're not his slaves verses 16 and 7 it's about producing fruit this is we need to go out and it doesn't just mean the the fruit you pluck from the tree we've got to make make people a point you d- 16 says you did not choose me but i chose you i appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name that is a real big statement jesus said is appointed you to go and produce the fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using jesus's name and this is where it goes back to say he's come and he's died for us so we can use his name this is my commandment love each other you did not choose me i chose you jesus chose us and all he's asking to do is to accept jesus made the first choice and that's really good his choice was to love and to die for us to invite us to live with him forever that's the biggest choice he chose us and he made the first choice what we need to do we make the next choice and we have choices we all have choices and our choice is to accept or reject his offer without jesus's choice we would have no choice to make what would we do had he not come down and died for us what what would our choice be 
I don't know what it'd be, but I know I have a choice now. Christians will get lots of hatred from the world. We need to love and support each other. Do we allow small problems to get in the way of loving other believers? Just think about it. Jesus commands that you love them, that we love them. And he will give us the strength to do that. So when we get in that place and we're loving, it's not hard if we ask Jesus. We ask and he's there to give us the strength. And as we go back, I'd just like to share something. Um, listen to Jeff's um, farewell tribute to us. And it was really touching. And what I just needed to say was... Um, uh, he had some verses and I keep I keep a touch of I keep writing verses down and I'm really busy trying to write down because my laptop had gone and everything I went to church and I watched it and it was so good at the end when he literally put it on again and I know when the laptop's fine again I can get those but where do you put your go-to verses where do you save your go-to verses? Which are the verses in the Bible that when you're in, in danger, when you're afraid, when you're lonely, when you're happy, where do you put those verses? Do you keep them in your head? Can you remember them? Well, I certainly can't because there are many. And in John's Gospel, the verses of love is just all over. Can you keep them all or do you just read John all the time? Pick a Gospel. Choose a verse, write them down, let them be your go-to verses. Let them come whenever you need them because the Bible is full of it. The Bible is God's word. We're asking you to keep them safe. Put them in the bosom and we know when we ask for it through Jesus' name, we can have it. And Jesus will give us the strength in this time to love each other as he has loved us. And remember, he chose us and all we have to do is to make that choice to accept him. Thank you for listening. Be blessed and stay safe. Amen.